if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. You're with Alana and Jade, as usual, and today we're getting into Google Analytics. <laughs> okay, so Google Analytics sounds like a scary thing if you're anything like me. It does make that buzzing noise in your head when you hear it and you're like, nah, can't do it, too hard basket. Google Analytics is amazing. Google, there's so much, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> All right, and so we're gonna go into why it's awesome today. Jade's converted me, so we're gonna convert you too. So. What is Google Analytics? It is a free Google product that tracks your analytics. Sounds like a no-brainer. We lack analytics. We lack free. This is all great. (laughs) (laughs) What more could you want? Seriously. (laughs) Um, So your analytics are key to all sorts of insights on how you can improve your website and your overall marketing. That's right. Yeah. So basically to set up Google Analytics on your website, you need to put a piece of code on your site. Um, And the way that you do this is um, that you'll need a Google account. So if you've already got a Gmail account or Google ads or any kind of good, like Google business, any kind of Google account, use that one so that all of your Google shit is together. Um, But within that account, basically just go to actual like Google search and type in how to set up Google analytics for whatever your website platform is. So how to set up Google Analytics for WordPress, how to set up Google Analytics for Squarespace, how to set up Google Analytics for Editor X, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that will give you the steps then on how to, um, in your Google account, log into Google Analytics, get that piece of code and then add it to your website so that the free Google Analytics platform that you log into will then be feeding back data from your website. Now, even if you're not going to, like, if we do not 100% fully convince you today (laughs) that Google Analytics needs to be your new best friend, um, please at least still do that step because Google Analytics can only track your website's data from the moment that code gets placed on it. Okay, so if you want to look back at past data, if it's not Mm. there, it's not going to happen. Basically, so like we'll go into it more sort of thing, but say you're like, oh, okay, um, we don't seem to be doing as well this quarter. What were our website, you know, how was our website performing this time last year or the year before when things were going great guns so that we could potentially see where we can make some improvements. If you didn't have Google Google Analytics on your um, website in those previous times, you can't access that data because like it wasn't there. Yeah. So at least get the code installed on your website and then immediately go into it and use it every single day. (laughs) (laughs) No, so we'll talk about when to check and what to check a little further on. (laughs) Each to their own. (laughs) Okay, so perfect segue. What are the main metrics we're going to want to look at? So over time, you'll see what metrics really make the biggest difference to your marketing and your business. So this differs depending on your business or what benchmarks you're kind of paying attention to. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So for example, if you um, say that you get a lot of word of mouth, 
um, that's how people find you is through referrals and, and that type of thing, then you might find that Google search, like organic and paid um, search, are your biggest um, you know, traffic sources that if they're at a certain level, then that means a certain amount of people are consistently looking for you and you're converting those people sort of thing. Um, whereas if you get a lot of your traffic from um, you know, Instagram and that then starts to drop off, then you can be like, oh, okay, cool. I need to be doing more for Instagram or I need to change up my strategy or what's happening here that I'm not getting that same traffic because that is one of my main traffic sources. Right. And that's just the traffic part of it. Like there are so many different elements that you can look at and we're going to go over like the basics, um, but it's each of them can tell you a story as to whether you're performing really well whether things are just ticking along or whether they need your attention. Okay. That's basically what it's for. Fantastic. So we want to start with the start. So what are, what basics do we want to get familiar with? What's our starting point? So first of all is basically when you actually go to Google Analytics and you log in, you'll get taken to the home slash dashboard sort of, you know, like when you log into anything, pretty much there's a dashboard. Yeah. So on this dashboard, it's got like a bunch of different graphs and charts and stuff that it pulls from all little bits and pieces of Google Analytics as a kind of overall summary of what it thinks that you want to have a look at. Okay, so somewhat somewhat like Facebook does, it's a bit of that overview from the last month or the last week or whatever. Basically, yeah. So you can go in there and it sort of just gives you an overarching view of some key points. Now you can actually upload and or create um, your own custom dashboard. So if there's certain things that um, you know that if you keep an eye on them, that you know if something does start to drop, you can jump on it, or if things are going really well, you can take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. um, then you can create custom dashboards as well, That's so that cool. it automatically shows you. So rather than you having to delve into different spaces, and obviously you know probably want to wait until you know what those levers are that are most important to your business. But once you know um, which pieces of data really make a difference for you, then you can just have them on that dashboard. Yeah, or what areas you're particularly focusing on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But one thing I, I think is useful as well on the dashboard, if you if you don't set up with a custom one, is like there's the overview thing. I don't really look at that too much. I prefer to deep, dive a bit deeper into the data. Um, but on the top right, there is a insights button. Um, and if you click on that, it brings out a side menu. And that side menu will run through some basic questions that you could ask that your data will give you the answer for so that you can start seeing how the data can be applied. Because when you look at a number, you're like, oh, I got a thousand visits. That's great. Like, is that good? Is that bad? Like, you know, you don't know. It could be that, you know, last month you got 5,000 visits. So actually it's really shit. Yeah. Um, like it's not until you start comparing data that it really becomes useful. And so those, um, it comes up with sort of these basic questions that you can click on and it gives you the answer to those questions based on your actual own data. So it's it's just like a kind of an intro into how you can use the information practically in your business um, as opposed to just looking at your traffic count and being like, great, so I know how many people are coming to my website, like what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. Okay, so next in that menu that you're referring to is real time. What's that and is it useful? 
So real time is showing you the data of what's currently on your website while you're logged in looking at Google Analytics. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean, like if you were to log in and it's like, oh, there's 20 people currently on your website That'd and they're looking at this page, like, you know, like it's kind of cool, I guess. But I mean... I think I was trying to think about what it would be useful for. And I suppose if you're having a sale. That's what I think if you're launching something, yeah. if you've got a sale or a new product or a um, special discount or a particular event opening or something, that's where it might be useful to be like, okay, event tickets went on sale this morning. All right, we're logging in. Oh, okay, the numbers aren't quite what we were wanting. Um, let's go do a Facebook Live. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I guess that's how that could be useful. I don't really use it myself sort of thing. So it's not really relevant to our business. No, but um, yeah, there's probably other people who are a lot smarter than me who could figure it out, but that's, (laughs) that's my understanding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on to audience. So this is an overview of the people who are coming to your website. Um, So the eyeballs, like the actual visitors. Um, So When you're in any of these sections, um, you can go to the top right and change your data range. And so that means like, so I think by default, it's for like the last seven days or something. Whereas, you know, you probably want to be looking at say a month's worth of data or the last quarter or something like that. And in there, you can also compare. So if you're, like I said before, if you wanted to compare like how you're going this December versus last December yeah, or how you're going this month versus last month sort of thing. So you can start to see if there's any trends, if things are dropping, if things are falling, etc. So when you're on that overview page for audience, um, the top, there's a graph along the top that shows you your ups and downs um, of your visits. So it's basically just, you know, how many visits per day shown as a graph so that you can visually see where the peaks and where the troughs are. And I think that that can be, you know, like that's useful in the sense that when those peaks are happening, it's like, well, what was happening that day? Mm-hmm. And you can use the analytics to find out what sources of traffic were creating those peaks or whatever. But you might already know sort of thing like, oh, yeah, that was the day I appeared on um, that podcast that I was on um, published that day. And so there's a heap of website visitors who found me through search yeah. because that was through that. Or you have a live on type broadcast and we're promoting something on your website. Yeah, the t- our TV ad started. We started a Facebook ad campaign and there's like this giant rush of visitors that came to the website, etc. So, you know, those peaks can kind of tell you whether your like the marketing that you're doing is effective. Yeah, yeah, basically. And then how quickly it sort of dies off as well, sort of thing. So like if you're do, you know, like I've seen people where they'll do like say a string of podcast guest spots and it'll be like they'll might do say three different episodes that all come out within a month and then that traffic like goes through the roof and it takes like a few months for it to die off because podcast episodes sort of have so much longevity sort of thing so that's where yeah you can sort of see which traffic sources are um really making an impact on bringing people to your website awesome um you can also see there your users versus your new users So that basically just means like people who, whether they're coming to your, like the total amount of people who came to your website 
but then what percentage of them are coming there for the first time. Okay, that's cool. And remember too, like that's the first Different time. Different devices. Def yes, exactly. Yeah. So it could be that I've been on your website before on my PC, but then when I go to my mobile, it's the first time I've been there, so I'm a new user again. Or your work computer or your tablet or... Yeah, 100%. Et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's interesting though too, like to see the recurring, you know, like people always want new, new, new. But at the same time, if like if you've got a really steady base of recurring visitors, then you know that shows that you've got people like regularly visiting your website as well. So I actually think that's really useful to know too. Definitely, and that's probably a good sign that you've been regularly updating your website content if they're coming back. You're like giving them a reason to come back. Exactly. Yeah. And then from here, you can also see the level of engagement that these people have with your website. This is the part I like. Yeah, so engagement comes down to the number of sessions per user. So um, how many times that person has come back to your website within that time period. Okay. Um, so again, if you were like having an event or something like that and you saw that people, a lot of people were recurring, it means that you have like a high level of consideration. Like people are really, you know, especially if it's like a higher price point event. Yeah. It's not like you sort of see an ad for it and go, yep, I'm going to go to it. And then you're like 300 bucks. Yep, cool. Sign me up straight away without thinking. Like you're generally going to consider stuff and especially if you want other people to come along, checking your calendar, all that kind of shit. You know, if you've got recurring sessions from the same users, that's a really good sign that they're engaged. Then it's the amount of pages per session as well. So if they're, and again, this depends on what you're trying to achieve, but like if you were a construction company, you know, and people were just coming to your homepage and then leaving, they're probably not showing a lot of interest in you realistically like that visit it actually wasn't that quality of a lead yeah yeah so your goal if you're a construction company your goal on of your website might be for them to fill out that get a quote or get in touch page and if they're not really following through those steps or finishing that process that journey how can you get them to be doing that? Yeah, and, and this is why you look at that data. So you can look at where well, you can adjust your website. Exactly. So if they're coming there and they are looking, they're like on your homepage and then they click through to a case study and then they go to your full portfolio page and then they go to your contact page or hit your get a quote or whatever, then they've spent a bit of time getting to know you. So that's more likely someone who's actually going to get in touch with you yeah. as opposed to someone who just like jumps on your homepage and then buggers off sort of thing. Um, and then that leads us to your average session duration as well. So how long they actually spent on your website. Yeah, because so, if they end, if they went to your about page but only spent two seconds there, they're not actually reading about you. Exactly. So like sometimes the metrics of how many people are coming to your website, it's really important to know the visitor count. But at the same time, it's how long are they actually spending there? Like if you've got people like, you know, for example, we've got Wild Oats and then this podcast as like new content on our site all the time as blogs and et cetera. So when people go to our website, there's always new stuff to be looking at and clicking through. And so like our average site duration is like a few minutes because people are actually going in at least reading one thing. So it sort of keeps them more engaged. Whereas if people go, and like this is what happens a lot when people have like just a scroll in one pager, mm. like there's no way that's going to serve you because yeah. people do like, they're not clicking around. They're not engaged. They're not actually doing anything with your, like your site is basically just a, freaking business cards sitting there it's not really doing any justice and as creatures nowadays we are habitual scrollers so like 
a, a few minutes on our Rebel website is reasonably pretty good, I would imagine, because yeah. I've actually stopped to read something. Whereas, you you know, how quickly do you spend as a user, guys, on a website? Like, I know myself, if I'm looking for something, I'm just scanning. I'm flitting around until I see something I like, the shiny and pretty. <laughs> and then I stop. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, what about this? And you're Googling something else. Like, it is only minutes. Yeah, absolutely. It's We've only got seconds to make first impressions, man. And then to, for people to keep clicking around, like, yeah. they're not just going to do that. Like, they're not going to work for the information. No. You need to make it easy for them. Um, and so that's our last one there for engagement is bounce rate. So that's how many people leave from that first page, uh, from that page, sorry. So, like, if people, you know, if your homepage has a bounce rate of 80%, what it means is that 80% of people are leaving from that page. You know, things like home pages and contact pages, they're a little bit difficult because it could be that someone was just going to get your address or your phone number or something. So, yeah. But if you've got, um, say, you did have a um, sales page um, for something or a shop, you know, mm-hmm. an online shop, and if someone was going there and they're not, you know, they're, the bounce rate's really huge, means they're not clicking around, they're not having a look, they're basically not interested in what you've got to offer because you haven't presented it in a way that appeals to them. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's basically all of the different um, kind of that what that overview gives you for basics on audience, but then you can click it. And the same thing with anything in Google Analytics, you can click into any of these things and drill down further and further and further. Like there's sub-menus on sub-menus in here, but when you're just getting started, just having a look at the overview and starting to get familiar with patterns and what things mean and stuff there is a really, really good start. Nice. And on that, you can't break it. Clicking around yeah. and playing with Google <laughs> Analytics, drilling down, it's not going to save presets and And honestly, if you, were, if you actually did break Google Analytics, like, dude, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Taking down the man. Yeah, exactly. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> The next one we like to look at is acquisition. So this shows you what channels people are using to actually get to your website. So this shows you if you've got other marketing um, that's performing well. So you've got that Facebook ad if they're coming from Facebook like and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So what are we looking at in here? So like I said, with all of these, you can drill down a lot further and stuff. But the basics for acquisition is kind of just understanding what those different channels are. So direct is if someone has your site bookmarked or they type in your URL. Yeah. So not going to Google search, but in their browser URL bar, they actually type in your website address. So they might've seen it on your business card or pull up banner or whatever. Um, Well, like I said, they've got a bookmark. So direct, that's, you know, they're clicking direct to your website. Um, Then you have organic search. So this is how, this is if people have used a search engine to Mm -hmm. find you, whether the keywords they've typed in are um, around what you do or whether they were actually searching specifically for your company, it all goes under that search. Organic search. um, Thing. And so it just means that they've clicked on an unpaid listing in their search results. In there, when you, if you click into this particular traffic source, you can then see what keywords people were actually typing in when they clicked in oh, that's to your website. Oh, your website SEO. Except for if they're logged into Google at the time, 
it doesn't show you it make it masks their search terms okay. so you'll have like a um, most people will have in their top 10 search terms unknown in brackets and that just means that that person was logged into Google so their search terms for finding you were private um. yeah but for anyone else who's not logged into Google if they're just like searching in browsers and stuff like that you know even Google browsers and they typed in porky pig and then your website came up and they clicked on it then you'll be able to find that out. Porky pig. Where did you even get that from, James? I, I really don't know. There's like nothing even in the office. I'm looking around. I'm like, what did she get that from? It felt like the business name I made up the other day, Phone Pen. Phone Pen. That was <laughs> Then you have social. So this is if someone has clicked through um, from a social media platform to your website. So, so whether that's in your about, whether it's on a post, yeah. an ad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All of that social traffic. Then we have referral. So this is if you have come from a different website. So for example, when we have guests on the podcast, we link to their website in the show notes. So if someone was to click on their website from our website, mm -hmm. it would show in their Google Analytics as referral traffic. So this is like, you know, if you've got, if you like sponsor um, events or charities or organizations or anything, and they pop your logo and on their website, link. yeah, with a link through to, your, um, through to yours, then this will show as referral traffic. So that can also be a really useful gauge for checking how those, um, like another element for how those sponsorships and stuff are performing as well. Like yeah, how, how much referral traffic are you getting? Yeah, that's cool. And then you have email. So this doesn't come from normal emails. It's from email marketing programs. Yeah. So like, for example, um, at the moment, we're still using MailChimp. And so if there's a link to something in our website in a MailChimp newsletter that we send out, that is counted as an email traffic source. But if I emailed Alana and she clicked on a link that led to our website from there, that's not included yeah and then um yeah like i said you can click any of these to find out more so for example if you clicked into social mm -hmm. then it'll break it down um not just to what platform but also you can put in there like whether it was like for example facebook like there's the facebook.com but then there's also m.facebook.com which is the mobile version um, and you can see the specific data for each of those traffic sources. So what was the bounce rate? What was the average time? So if someone comes, if one of your tra main traffic sources is Facebook and then people are coming to your site and they're only spending like 10 seconds, so even though you're doing a great job of bringing your Facebook audience to your website, you're not really doing much with them like it's you're not doing yourself justice yeah potentially misalignment with content they're seeing something they really like on facebook it's not really hitting the mark with the website so i mean how many times have we like seen something on socials or whatever and you click through on the link and it just goes to their home page and you're like well i can't i don't actually know where the thing is that i was looking for now true yes. like it's so frustrating so you know what i mean and again that's just making thinking about it from your user's perspective mm -hmm. is when you're you know people are coming from those different traffic sources what are the ones that aren't performing yeah and what would what would they be expecting what could you do to keep their interest longer get them to fill out a quote form or get them to subscribe to your newsletter or whatever kind of is you know the what your current marketing goal is 
you know, again, like I said, it can see, it shows you, data can show you where you kind of need to spend a bit more time and energy, but also what what could just be opportunities that are knocking on your door that you're turning a deaf ear to? Yeah, yeah. So if you're talking about something in social media, don't just link to your homepage, link to what you're actually talking about so that keep that journey and that conversation continues. Mm. And then go and have a look and see if that helps, yeah. see if that's doing stuff. Like that's the whole point with analytics is that when you try something different, you can then go have a look and go, all right, I'm going to compare this month to last month or whenever I made that change, is this actually doing anything, you yeah. know? So if you're making those changes, maybe make note of them somewhere. So if you've got, because Jade and I do this all the time, we think past, <laughs> we think past Jade and Alana sometimes, other times we're like, what the hell are they thinking? Did we write that down somewhere? We probably should have. It's really funny. I was doing this with a, a business mate of mine the other day and she's like, she keeps like a kind of business journal, yeah. which is basically just like a dot point of like kind of major but also some minor things that she does each day yeah and she's like it was started off as this like thing that she was doing for HR or whatever because I had a problem employee and then she goes but I just found it so useful to be able to exactly pinpoint when things like when certain stuff would happen I started doing it for more and more stuff yeah and she's like it's just so valuable because they don't have to remember when we changed over the security for the pin or when we um, you know, brought this new cert. Like, she's, I just keep a log of it. It's just a log of yeah. bullet points. Control F, find that. Yeah, find exactly. That Done. I like that idea. Yeah, I mean, I think it would take a bit of a habit to get into, but yeah, definitely, definitely worth considering. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> little considering bonus tip there. I say, <laughs> and so the next one's actually behavior. So, you know, it's kind of, kind of a segue. <laughs> what a great behavior. Speaking of behavior. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> okay, so when we're looking at behavior in Google Analytics, we're looking at what your visitors are doing on your site. Yeah, exactly. So we've talked about like the people themselves and then where they're coming from. And then this is basically what content they're actually interacting with. Yeah. So on the overview, um, you can play with the graphs and everything just like you can with all the other ones. Um, however, for behavior I actually normally skip overview and I go straight to site content and this is still in that left hand menu site content and then all pages and this shows you what pages get the most traffic how long um, people are there and how many people leave from there so you know for us for example again I just keep using the podcast as an example because it's really easy but if we were to look back um, because we launched in January 2021 so, and you know, it's been long enough from December that I feel like we could actually look at our full calendar year of 2021 and see which podcast episodes were the most popular. Yeah. Like, obviously there's also like, cause we're on Spotify and iTunes and all that sort of shit. Like there's other analytics to add into that. But as far as the website goes, cause I would say that's where the majority of our traffic would currently be from. We would be able to see which topics piqued people's interest the most you know, and again, it could be that, for example, if you've got a bunch of, like you might have a portfolio with a bunch of case studies as separate blog posts sort of thing, you can then use this site content feature to find out which are the case studies that people most often click onto. So if I go to your portfolio and I can see, you know, there's eight case studies of all different work that you do, which are the ones that draw people's attention most that they're clicking onto? 
So it could be that, you know, for example, again, if we go back to our construction company, um, that they did a, um, a house refurbishment or something like that. And that's like by far and away the most popular case study quarter on quarter. Like, you know, if they look at their own analytics every quarter, that's consistently a popular one. And then it's like, okay, your website traffic is really interested in home refurbishments. Yeah. So if you're going to be putting out your own content, you know, social media posts, blogs, podcasts, whatever, then home refurbishment is obviously a hot topic consistently for the people who are finding you. Yeah. Um, and if that's what they want to hear from you. And that's what you do. Give it to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, or it could be that, you know, if your homepage is really generic and like I said, you see that home refurbishments are really a hot um, topic on your website, then maybe have a breakout call to action on your homepage about oh, if you're considering a home refurbishment, we're the best in the biz, um, you know, get in touch for a no obligation quote today and that pops up into a contact form or something. Yeah. You know, so use that information to optimize your website so that those people who, if they're finding you and they're interested in you, you're then making it easier and easier for them to actually do business with you. Nice. Yeah, I think so. So I think that, like I said, there's a lot of different data and stuff that you can find and compare and customize and stuff in Google Analytics. But I think for a starting point, in this all pages section that we're in, this is a really good section to have your first little play with what is known as the secondary dimension feature. Mm -hmm. So if you are on that all pages page, underneath the graph, um, but above the table, there is a, it's under, it says under recommended and commonly used, select source. So the button is called secondary dimension. So that's, sorry to be clear, hit secondary dimension and then under recommended commonly used in that little drop down, select the word source. So what this does is in the information that you're seeing, so the different pages and which ones are most popular, it then adds a new column into your graph. Okay. That's all that secondary dimension does. It's adding more columns into that, not graph, sorry, into that table that you're looking at. So now you're looking at the pages that are most popular. Yeah. And then the secondary dimension that we added was source. So it's showing us which pages are popular from which traffic source. Okay. So if we're, we find that our, so homepage is generally always your most popular page because it's like the most common landing page. So I always kind of just disregard that. But say your services page is your second most popular page. When you then, um, add that source column, yeah. it will then split it out as to which traffic source is gives you the most traffic to those popular pages. Okay, cool. So you can see your service pages is your second most highly visited and most of those people come from social media. Exactly, 100%. And so that's where you could go into like the acquisition, so go into the traffic sources and look at Facebook um, at, you know, to see where people are going, or you can go to the page 
and see what what sources are bringing people there sort of thing. So if services is like, if your services is a really high converting page, so it's something that you've spent a lot of time on and you know, you know that it's something that works for you, then you might be trying to optimize, like to increase your traffic to that page. And that's where you might go, okay, traditionally we get a lot of traffic from Facebook to our services page, but it's really dropped off. And so that's again, where you can go, okay, this is where I need to be putting some more effort and attention into because it's historically performed better and now it's not. Yeah. And that's where, like I said, data on its own, there's still a lot you can learn. Like as we talked about, just looking at certain figures, still there's a lot you can learn and gain insight from. But when you start comparing data, that's where it's really rich and can show you just so much more. Exciting times. Hmm. Cool. So that is our overview of some of the main metrics of getting into Google Analytics. To wrap up the episode, um, this is an exciting point. Google Analytics do training. So they offer their own training and it's free. Yes. So if you, um, if all of this was gobbledygook because you're not actually sitting in front of Google Analytics playing with it while you're listening. Definitely be in front of Google Analytics for this. Half of that is not going to make any sense if you're not on Google right now. But hopefully it got you excited about playing with Google. That's the point. Or I guess even just learning what's possible. And like literally we've just, we've not even dipped a toe in the water. We like dip the tip of our pinky into the water today on what is possible with Google Analytics. Yeah. So there is free Google Analytics training. Go and suss that out and have a play. So there's also Google Analytics Academy. So we'll pop a link for that into the show notes. Um, But overall, if you find this all too technical and just want the basics, we can help. But there is heaps of resources out there between what Google offers as well as actually Googling or searching yeah. for what you're looking Honest, for. Like I said, the, you know, there's so much available out there, like for as far as trained, like, you know, learning more about Google Analytics and how to use it and stuff. Like obviously the Google Analytics Academy is the sort of primo because it's their own product or whatever, you know, and then some people just still find it too technical or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we do do training, but there is honestly just so much stuff online where you could learn it for free yourself as well. But as we said at the start, set up the code on your website, even if you don't look at it for a year or two. Yeah. It's- just at least get that bit done. And honestly, to do that part of it, you don't need any tech knowledge. It's you just Google how to set up Google Analytics for blah, blah platform. And it will give you step by step exactly what to do. Just follow the steps and just get that bit done at least. Or send it to your web developer if that's true. Yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> They'll help. <laughs> well, if you've got a web developer, they should have already set it up for you as just part and parcel with your website anyway. Hopefully. Yeah, and given you access. Okay, this is another tangent. Yeah. Hope you've got a lot out of this episode, everybody, um, and good luck with your Google Analytics. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.